0: Black Girl Nerds. Better, Better shake your, your booties for Black girls. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Giandra. We have a new film that is coming out in theaters on April 7th. It's called Showing Up. It's about a sculptor preparing to open a new show, and she must balance her creative life with the daily dramas of family and friends. In Kelly Reichardt's vibrant and captivatingly funny portrait of art and craft, we bring to you the film Showing Up. In this episode, we feature the lead actors, actor Michelle Williams, Hong Chow, and the director Kelly Reichardt. We're going to divide this up into two segments, so in the first segment is Michelle Williams paired up with director Kelly Reichardt, and in the second segment is a one-on-one interview with Hung Chao. We are so excited to talk about this film and have the actors and director to discuss it with us. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode all about the new film Showing Up coming out April 7th, hosted by Giandra. hello good
1: morning hi hello ladies thank you so much for your time i can't see you both
2: i know we're hiding oh. <laughs> so- i'm
3: under the table right now
1: <laughs> well i think i uh, thank you for your time i i enjoyed the movie and it gave me uh, i thought I'd back to my my younger years of being a theater kid and and doing all those things in school and the different type of personalities that are there beginning with uh, you kelly um, tell me, when did you want to explore a character like Lizzie and what she represents for you in your life and your creative endeavors?
2: Um, well, uh, the script came from myself and Jonathan Raymond, who I've been collaborating with for a long time. And um and it was a long sort of road getting to uh, to Lizzie it took a bunch of different twists and turns, but we were trying to figure out how to um,
0: uh,
2: make a film about working artists uh, sort of uh, in the world that we know. Um, And, uh, you know, just also friends uh, that are both working and how that uh, supports their friendship and, and also causes friction sometimes. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was a, not a direct shot. It was a lot of different trials and errors with this film and with this script, I should say, I mean, at some point I was kind of giving up on it and John Raymond kept going and I went and made some short films in shooting in some artists studios, uh, like Michelle Segre, who, whose work is the big, uh, whose Joe's work in the film is by this artist, Michelle Segray that I love. And I went and filmed her in her Bronx studio and I went out to Long Beach, California and filmed uh, Jessica Hutchins, another uh, sculptor in uh, her working uh, in Long Beach. And her glasses actually, her glass works are in the in the film uh, as the visiting artist work that Heather Lawless plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh I think part of it though was the uh, uh, is that we, we we wrote the script with Cynthia Latte's work in mind. And um and John Raymond and Cynthia Latte go back probably 20 plus years. And um, and so writing for her Lizzie, you know, in with this specific work in mind and Michelle's work for eventually Michelle's work for Joe, um, that sort of helped build the characters. Uh yeah, I don't know, it's a, it's just a long process. And I'm not sure she necessarily represents anything. Thing particular she's just more like she's she's a person in the world
1: <laughs> M- michelle i love what you brought to lizzie just i'm uh, very relatable in that sometimes you can be in an environment and be talented and maybe sometimes have imposter syndrome or sometimes be so consumed by the work when i looked at how lizzie would display her art during the show I thought of how actors present their work to the world. So what would you say is your own insight on an artist that displays an actual physical work like a sculptor versus an artist who performs their, shows their talent in performance like an actress like yourself?
3: Um, Gosh, you know, I think, you know, perhaps uh, something that unites them is the you know the real pleasure is in the doing Mm -hmm. and it's the you know it's the presenting of it that produces the anxiety and makes the world feel like oh it's it's all too much all of a sudden and then once the thing that you've made is out in the world you can kind of breathe again but the you know, the making, whatever it is that you apply yourself to, whatever it is that you make, like that's where the real, the real joy, the real good feelings, satisfaction, um, like that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the why we do it. Mm
1: -hmm. With, um, Kelly, back over to you with, With Lizzie seems to have, um, you know, usually there's a trope of an artist in a film where it's like they're temperamental and throwing everything's around and this won't work and that type of of trope. But with Lizzie, she's very focused on her work, but she also seems very, very vulnerable and very susceptible to being walked over by people and allowing them to, to sort of dictate what her life journey is what how would you describe what type of person Lizzie is?
2: Um, yeah, I don't know so much that she'd be walked over, but i I think, uh, yeah, what so I, I would agree that um she's she puts herself um at the sort of beck and call of her family. Like she's really convinced her family family needs her as like the glue. And, and I think probably more convinced than anybody else in her family would be that she's actually playing that role. Um, but uh, but I in a way, all these things are kind of distractions too. Um, and I think that you know, her anxiety level is quite high because she has a show coming up and in, and that gets um uh, uh makes her prickly and more overly sensitive for the moment uh, as she as the date draws closer. And she's um at the same time sort of zeroing in and making selections for what will be in the show and trying to finish, you know, make her deadlines. And so i I think that things in her life that um she does not have an easy personality. And uh, but I think she's very confident about her work. and, um, and yeah, that she, uh, she I think the things that inspire her are also the things that aggravate her. <laughs> you know, that they're kind of in the same soup. Soup, salad i'm using a lot of food metaphors
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's true you know when you create a beautiful meal sometime in the in the course of creation it can get ugly but the the end result can be very very delicious so i'm all for good
4: food
1: (laughs) all for it um michelle back over to you with that to to follow up with kelly said about uh, the anxiety that lizzie is having before she has her show what is that artist how can you describe like maybe 24 hours before you have a project coming out what are those last 24 hours like for an artist right before the world is going to see their their work
3: well i think you know in some ways like the the comforting thing is it's out of your control and your your work is done and you can't you can't we couldn't change something if you wanted to so you can't really affect you can have no more effect on what people say or think about the work that you've made. So there's actually a, you know, a um, there's a, it's a little bit of a, there can be a kind of strange sense of calm or I don't know, powerlessness, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I always find I think you know as you've been doing it for longer also I think you do get to feel that like life will go on and there will be you know, if you're incredibly lucky like you get to keep making more more work but there's like a, I don't know, like the sun's going to come up on another day. And, and your, your best hope is that you get to do it all over again, even if they didn't like the last thing that you did, because the thing that you're the most connected to is the feeling that you have while you're making work. And and it's that that you want to return to over and over again, kind of regardless of the reception of the thing itself. Hmm.
1: I like I like the way you describe that because some, you know, it's very, it feels very genuine. So many, many people describe the moments before the work is, oh, it's like giving birth and having a baby, et cetera, et cetera. But no one really thinks, explains to, me the the quiet moments and the things that are happening oh they are giving me the wrap it up thank you ladies i really enjoyed the thank film you I related to a lot of these things <laughs> really good thank you so much thanks, thanks a lot
3: we get the questions thank you
1: Bye bye. hello hello hi thank you so much for your time it's a pleasure to be with you hi
4: good talking to you
1: with Showing showing up was very interesting to me in that I was a creative person growing up in the theater and thinking about all of the different personalities that kind of commingle in the creative space. Some are more confident than others, and I got to thinking about Jo and her confidence in her work and just herself as a person. What do you is the source of her confidence primarily from her assuredness in the art that she creates, or is it just A personal just what's inside of her from from your perspective and learning who the character is
4: um I think it's a combination of all the things you mentioned um so in the in the story uh Joe is Lizzie's landlord and This, the backstory to that, um, that Kelly and I sort of talked about uh, was that Joe's family had helped her purchase and renovate this, this older building, um, and that was a way to supplement her income while she was, you know, pursuing her, her career, her, her life as an artist and I think what that means is that Joe has a very different family support system than Lizzie. And and I think one of the the themes uh, in the film is how important and how influential family is and those relationships are to you as a person and what that means for you as an artist. Um, I think Joe has that and, and Lizzie doesn't. And so confidence can come from that. You know, when you have a really great family support system, you get a lot of confidence from that. And that allows you to go off into the world and um, be uh, your most productive, your most authentic, your most creative and joyful self when you don't have. Um, some sort of hardship uh, at home that you have to deal with you know what Lizzie her her relationship with her brother and um, her parents who are not together I think that's that's that has probably created a lot of conflict and a lot of uh, distress uh, in her life and and you see it manifest, you know, in, in the film. And um, I think it's very different for Joe. So you don't see any of that. um, You don't see Joe's family or any of of that, but I, I, we worked that into um, my backstory and and how I presented the character of Joe.
1: I, I love the, the sort of poise, even though there, you know, there's this trope that just artists are just these tortured people who are just the art, it's all about the art and all of the auxiliary things around you are sort of incidental. And with the case with Joe, with being the landlord and there's issues that are occurring at the home that Lizzie seems to a little bit too, almost uh, afraid to speak up on, maybe drawn from her experiences with her family and lacking and not having that, that inner strength. But with Joe, Joe is... Centered on her art, and she kind of seems tuned into some things around her, but it it's always about about the art. It's always about the art. Is it because that family dynamic of having that support system makes all those things irrelevant, like the bird and the water and all the things that are happening around her? I think
4: the difference between Lizzie and Joe is that Joe is a little bit more um, business savvy, probably, and. wants to play the game or is interested or more uh, willing to play the game and to ask questions and demand that she gets things. um, Whereas Lizzie is not that way. She's not going to, to ask for things and has a hard time speaking up for herself probably. Um, And so I think that, that probably affects um, how she moves forward. and if if you want to think of art and, and in those terms, um, some people don't. Some people, some artists don't think of their, their work in that way and they're totally fine with not uh, receiving sort of mainstream or or wider recognition for their work and they're completely happy and at peace with that. Um, But Joe is a little bit different. She, she, you know, goes into the office and sort of questions why she's not getting a catalog for her art show and um, she is uh, you know, watching the people and supervising them while they're putting up her, and, and installing her her art pieces, and is very opinionated about that. So it's it's just showing two very different personalities and how maybe that can um, affect how one person gets perceived versus another.
1: How how would you describe their relationship with each other? It's it's mutually beneficial in a sense, but it never it's not warm and cuddly and cozy and you know let's hold hands and and paint rainbows it, it it's not that how do you what how do you describe their relationship? Uh, I
4: think it feels very real and very adult and mature. You know, not all female relationships have to be what you just described. Female relationships on film don't have to be uh, warm and cuddly and full of sunshine to be interesting. Uh, I think uh, it's really funny that the main drama between these two characters is whether or not the water heater is going to get fixed (laughs) that that is that's the driving force in this movie And it's, it seems silly, you know, because you think like in movies, things have to be so much more high stakes than that. But if you were actually thinking about your real life, if you did not have hot water, oh my God, like how annoyed and upset would you be? And you would be out there, you know, hounding your landlord or whoever to get it fixed. So I I think that Kelly Reichardt has an amazing eye for what is real and what's funny um, and true to life. And, And I think that's a Hallmark of of all of her films is is that uh, type of um, very fine observation uh, to what is truly authentic and not and not movie real, you know.
1: If I didn't have hot hot water, that sounds pretty high stakes to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I, and I and I, I I like that 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 is the tension between them. It's really metaphorical because there is no warmth it seems for Lizzie anywhere. And the only warmth that she derives is from her art. And when she finally got her art next to the warmth that burnt it up. You know? So it's almost metaphorical mm. for her life. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But it, it's funny. It's like other people appreciate the burnt art, you know, and, and she can't. And, and so there's there's that interesting wrinkle in there and something to think about and chew on.
1: What was it? How long did it take you all to 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 film? the this this entire film the whole schedule of it. it it's beautifully shot it's very intimate it gave me a very much feeling of being a voyeur on these on these people's lives and what they're going these very adult relationships as you described so what was the the length of time to to execute the whole thing
4: um gosh i don't remember the exact number of shooting days we had but i wanna say it was probably somewhere around like maybe 27 days or something like that. Um, I know it wasn't long. We we definitely had a low budget and had to get a lot of things done in a short amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm. But th- th- as, as, a, as a actress, what type of satisfaction does this type of a film give you and your ability to embody that say huge a huge project does not? It's very different type of skill and motivation and inspiration. So how did it transform you?
4: Um, I think it's just the intimacy uh, of getting to work with a filmmaker like Kelly Reichardt on a film like Showing Up, Um, same thing with The Whale. I shot The Whale right before uh, Showing Up and it was actually during the filming of The Whale that I got the script Mm
0: -hmm. and
4: started talking to Kelly. Uh, I've been really lucky that all of the directors um, and actors that I've worked with, I've become friendly with. It's it goes beyond just a you know a, a work uh, thing that I do. I I still keep in touch with Alexander Payne and Kelly Reichardt. Uh, we text all the time and she is asking for videos and photos of my Mm -hmm. daughter and it it just feels very warm and my hope is that I get to work with them again at some point um, down the road it would be so dreamy I I love that Michelle and Kelly have gotten to collaborate and work with each other so many times and um, and I, I, I hope to find something similar in in my own career. I
1: love that. Well, congratulations to you on this beautiful film, on this, the recognition of the whale, another beautiful film. This is a beautiful, it's been very beautiful to see you embody all these roles. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you.
4: Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. Take care. You take care too. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Boom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.